Hang on. Hang on. Halt. This might be a podcast. This might be a podcast. It might be great. It might be guest. It might be a big, big mess. Podcast popping in your All right, let's do it. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with Jordan D. White to talk about an Escape Team song, the first one I'm talking about in over two years, and that's Chip the Chip. Let's do it. Chip the Chip, Chip the Chip, is the human that is a beast. Is the ugliest one officer in the California Highway Police. If you fly too fast, he'll eat your face. Pass him on the left, he'll eat your face. And if you talk back, he will eat what's left of your face. Chip the chip. There he is, it was up. It's his favorite part of the gig. Chip the chip is so hungry, his lunch is gonna be everything under your wing. What's coming next? Probably life was filled with happiness You're gonna really spend what's left on it With the chip, chip the chip Life in prison would be better than the Jordan, Jordan D. Hello, welcome, uh, welcome, no, I don't welcome myself Thank you for having me is what I meant to say <laughs> You did it, you got there I got there Yeah Have, uh, oh, have you I think you told me you've been on podcasts before. Oh, I've right? been on a ton, and that's why I said welcome because yes. I, I, I'm used to being on my own podcast where I welcome the listeners, and so I was saying yes. welcome out of okay, yes, yeah, because we've we've talked like just smatterings yeah, over yeah. the year, the like year that I've been aware of you, <laughs> other than just watching you play ukulele. Like I've been aware of you since early on in the podcast as a ukulele coverer of They Might Be Giants. Um, but we didn't really talk till all. It, I mean, I don't know, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Like well, I don't think I was that. on. I wasn't on a, a lot of the, the groups until until during the pandemic. Sometimes, so so. Yeah, uh, that's probably why. It's funny. I didn't really get fully immersed in the TMBG social media stuff until I started the podcast, which is going on four years ago, and I just knew people that like they might be giants. You know, sure. like real people not just like <laughs> fingers behind a keyboard you know whatever but that's why it's so cool to get on the phone with people and talk to them and see them you know talk to them at more length than like a tweet or a facebook comments back and forth they you know? turn into real people turn into real people somebody uh, has to cast the actor get them to learn the character like make up a backstory and then they become real people <laughs> real real people you know speaking of Creating characters. Uh, I heard a little uh, a little birdie told me that you work for Marvel. Is that correct? I do. I do. I've I've worked there yes. for almost fifteen <laughs> years, which is insane. Fifteen years. Yeah, I'm an editor. Yeah, so there. tell the people exactly what you do. I know you're an editor, but as far as uh, 
I don't know. Let, let's get some specifics. I really know nothing outside of Mallrats about the comic <laughs> book game. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I read a shitload of The Punisher and X-Men in the 90s. Uh, subscribe to a bunch of comics, but I'm really just a casual admirer of the genre. Now, you know, music has fully taken over my life. I have no time for like anything. Sure, anything sure. Else. Family and music. That's 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 it. Yeah. So so yeah. Tell me tell me a little bit of, about it and how, you, how and how you got started. Like, how do you get a job at Marvel 15 years ago? What were you doing before that? Well, before that, I was uh, not doing a lot. Like before that, I was relatively fresh out of college. I, I was in, I was in college for a long time because I was I got master's degrees. Um, but, Mm -hmm. uh, towards the end of my master's degrees, I was doing, I was focused mostly on, uh, radio stuff. I was doing radio dramas. I was writing, producing and recording radio dramas. Uh, and I say dramas, they were mostly comedies. They were not mostly dramas. Um, (laughs) dramedies, radio serials, I mean to say. Um, and, uh, I was doing that a lot. Uh, and because, because it was storytelling and all whole time comics were like my biggest passion, but I couldn't. Draw. I say I can't draw. I can't draw well, like really. I can draw a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. not professionally. So I was like, the, the next best thing I can do is I can do audio stuff. So let me do stories through audio that I might otherwise do through comics. I actually did a really fun um, superhero one for a bunch of time called Guard Duty, where the concept was the entire show only takes place in their base between missions. So like it's the two of them, two people talking while they're monitoring for for. A problem and then when there's a problem they leave ah. and they go deal with it and the show's over yeah okay. and yeah. the next time they okay. might talk about what happened um but it, i don't know so that was a lot of fun uh but i was again i was it was all about i wanted to be doing stories and i wanted to be doing comics really so when my wife finished her pre-med stuff and was going to go to med school we decided to move to new york so that i could try to get a job in comics and mm. a few months later i had a job in comics um <laughs> I I I I've been working for it, uh, working at this the same and the same skills basically that I needed because it was like story stuff, getting stuff done on yeah. a deadline, getting a bunch of people to work together on a project. Um, so what does an editor do? An editor, uh, well, is that where you start? I mean, I I, I started out as an assistant. Is that an entry? Okay, as assistant editor. Okay, I didn't know if like you worked your way up from the mailroom. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it, it went. Um, it, it the the my my the. Trajectory of my career has been assistant editor, associate editor, editor, and now I'm a senior editor. And there is an executive okay. editor way up at the top, but maybe someday. Uh-huh. So maybe I'll get there someday, but not now. That's Stan Lee's ghost. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, so what, it, what an editor does basically is they, uh, they run the, the book that the character is in, which means they cast the writer they cast the artist they hire those folks Mm. they work with them on it so i will pick out a writer who's going to write the book you know talk to them about the story they'll write it they'll send it to me i'll read it give them any notes that we have to try to make it the best version of the story it can be once it's ready we send it to the artist that we hired they're drawn pages sending those in and we're looking at those making sure that they make sense that they work giving notes on that and getting those pages to a colorist getting those pages to a letterer who's going to put the letters the letters all on down and uh, trying to do all of that on a time crunch because we have a very, mm. you know, we have very specific deadlines we need to make them in, and at high as at as high of a quality as we possibly can in that amount of time. Yeah. It's a constant push and pull between quality and timeliness, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's a blast. I love it. I love it so so much. I've been doing it for like I said, almost fifteen years. It'll be fifteen years this September. Um, 
I, I, I've never done anything for that long other than be married. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm really, yeah, you have it. like the dream job of so many millions of dorks around the world. <laughs> no, it's, it's extremely true. It's extremely true. The thing about it is ed the editor job is, uh, again, I love it. It's super fulfilling. It's also, uh, not very uh, attention getting like, cause you obviously the, in comics, the person who gets the most attention is the characters. But then after the characters, it's the writers and the yeah. artists, the creators. Yeah. Editors are way mm -hmm. down the list. Um, it's very funny because, again, the thing that I have done that has gotten the largest audience is make comics. But I have been recognized for my ukulele videos so many more times. <laughs> so many more times. That's crazy, man. The internet, you know. Just the thing I do for fun, for, for, for no money at all, just for fun, that gets me recognized <laughs> right. in public. For pennies from Bandcamp sometimes. Yep, exactly, exactly. I, yeah. I, went, I once went to Disneyland with a, 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 a couple of, with three comic book writers that I was working with, because I was in L.A. For, for work stuff, and we were like, let's go to Disney, and it was great. So I took them, because I, I work for Disney, so I get a pass. So I took them and we went oh, there. Oh, right. Marvel and Disney. And okay. again, yeah. these are three writers who are known. Like, they are famous. And I got recognized for ukulele covers. <laughs> <laughs> they were all, they, they thought it was hilarious. It was mommy, mommy, can I get a picture with Mickey <laughs> and then with Jordan D. White? <laughs> so silly. I mean, again, I love it. I, I love music and I've always loved music. So, um, as, I mean, I, I love a lot of things. I love music and I've always loved music. So the fact that I get to do this in my free time, and I do wish ever since I had a kid, it has been far less free time. I've put out significantly fewer yep. covers in that time. <laughs> um, but it's so much fun to do. Like it just sitting down, learning a new song, recording it quick is just such a blast. Um, so I like doing that too. Yeah. Making stuff is, in general is, is awesome. That's all it is. Making stuff rules. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Creativity all around. Is your is it Jordan White dot Bandcamp or is it Jordan? I D think it's cast uh, in wax dot Bandcamp. Cast in wax. Okay, I wasn't gonna find yep, it. No, nope, sorry. Just yes, like your email. Yes, cast in wax. Yep. Dot Bandcamp dot com. Yes, and you've got. I'm trying to. I was racking my brain because I have not kept track of what, the giants I've done. The cover artists. Uh, that there's some band named They Might Be Giants. Uh, I don't know anything about them. Uh, now, the, what cover of yours got played on the podcast first? So oh, I'm not sure which one first. Thunderbird, I, maybe. Oh, mm, was what was it? Was it Thunderbird? Maybe. I know you played that. Thunderbird one. was already yeah. That was already a couple years into that's the true, show that's though. Um, that's probably that's probably my favorite They Might Be Giants song. I don't know why. Okay, so but it probably is. Okay, okay, so I'm looking. Okay, 2016's cover album. There's only one. Okay, well, let's I did see, a bunch of them situations on there. Because I didn't have yeah, my bank camp for a long time. So yeah, your quick ukulele covers, right? I was looking for one that had already been out when I started the show. Oh, was it um, maybe early mm. on? I did a cover of um, uh, Weep Day. Did you play that? Uh, that's on my ukulele is for covers <sighs> album rather than than a quickie one. That that one I did full orchestration. And I believe I did Weep Day, and that was with Open Mike Eagle. That was oh. that was a big one. I believe I played you on that one. I'm wondering about. Uh, let's see. 
Planned. However you want to say, I mispronounced it all over the episode. Iknelumlubna. <laughs> yes, that was a uh, that was a blast. I love that song. I don't know how to say it's it. It's possible that that yeah. We we made a running gag out of it, and then I pronounce it a different way every time. That was episode ninety nine. It still seems I must have played you Man, before. Man, it's so loud then. in I don't here. Know. I did at one point. Pet name I did. Now is strange. I did. Oh, I don't think you've done that one yet. Now, is, yeah, I haven't done that one. Uh, yep, man, it's so loud in here. That's there's there's a chance. You know, there's one way to find out to go back and listen to the episodes. But I, you know, why would I do that? No, I, mean, I listen. <laughs> like, like I, I said, wish I, I had kept podcast. track of them. I don't listen to my own podcasts. <laughs> I, I edit I it them. and then it's gone. Yeah, exactly. I know. Exactly Never again. How it is. Absolutely. Oh, and I think I did some of their, I think I did at least one of their Christmas songs, if not more than one. I did, um, uh, uh, we just go nuts. Did no, you do no, one? no. I did. Uh, I did. Okay. I did. Um, I'm spacing out. Entirely. I think that's the only Christmas episode song oh, of theirs done. I've done because I kind of, as a music teacher, I kind of despise Christmas music I, I did after Santa's all this beard. time. I did like Santa's um, beard in a very like quick oh! country-ish way. That almost I don't count as a as a Christmas. Well, song. come on, it's Santa's for some beard. reason. <laughs> no, I mean it's Santa's beard. I mean in that it's not like, uh, they have like they put out that holiday land thing, gotcha, gotcha. but they haven't done like a full Christmas album. Thank God. Um, yeah, I don't. I just can't. I. It's like bringing work home with me to listen to Christmas music. <laughs> they might be giants is an exception for sure, and we just go into Christmas time is is incredible. I feel like Man It's So Loud in Here might have been the one that's played because you had released it, you know. And I love doing that one because my whole thing was I just want to keep going, getting it quieter the longer I play the song, like singing the song as quietly as I could. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Go the complete opposite direction. Uh, they revamped uh, the nightclub back to an airport. Um, the, I, I'm just noticing that your – I never noticed this before, that your u- quickie ukulele covers albums – are the track list it, it it appears to be alphabetical yeah, the fr- basically i didn't because like i said i didn't have them on Bandcamp. Uh, i just had the songs up on as videos on youtube and when i reached a hundred tracks i went i should just put these out <laughs> and i just put them in alphabetical order and put out four okay albums. okay so, i didn't so realize volume that five and there. six okay. are are in chronological order of as i've recorded them but one through four are alphabetical of what I had. Yeah, I, I've I've quite enjoyed a lot of your punk covers too, because yeah, just it, it really the, the ukulele. Right. I mean, why don't lesbians love me by Sloppy <laughs> Seconds? I mean, who doesn't want to hear a ukulele cover of that? You know, I mean, and you got a lot of Ween. You got oh man, you got Bracket Sour by Bracket. Yeah. That's an incredible. Oh, song. that's some good one. So I mean, No Effects. So No Effects was the one that I think I, I think my most views are on No Effects tracks, and that's partially because like Fat Mike of No Effects was into it and like retweeted them a bunch and like Man. this is the crazy part get ready for it he called me on the phone and talked to me and asked what? me to record ukulele for a, a track and i was like what? what yes i know i appear not on a no effects album but on the soundtrack uh, the original cast album or it's not really i guess is it original cast anyway of his musical home street home tiny That's... tiny little ukulele part tiny still part. That's incredible yeah, it's amazing i am and oh I got to meet God. him when the, when they did a, a like a, a what, do they, what do they call it when they do a show like like it's not a test show but like kind of a test show of it in New York one time uh, he invited me to come to it and I saw it and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. That's it's a depressing show amazing. actually, but it's great. 
Uh, it was uh, yes, the depressing show was one of Fat Mike's off days. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, the the musical is depressing. It's about like living oh, the on musical the is depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, meeting him okay. was a thrill. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know. I'd love to meet him, but he, I mean, whew. He, it's it usually when guys get a little older, they you know those punk guys they kind of you know straighten out a little bit. You know they maintain their punk persona. He has like gone off the deep end, man. He was like the soberest guy. He wasn't sober, but he was like the soberest guy in No Effects. If you've listened to Hepatitis Bathtub, That's which is crazy. incredible audiobook, listen. I mean, great book, I'm sure. But listening to them tell it, I haven't done the audio. Oh my no, god, crazy. he is just like. He's gonna get killed by some S and M thing at one point. Like something's <laughs> gonna go horribly wrong, and I do not want to wake up one day and hear that Fat Mike died uh, by like having his nipples ripped off so hard <laughs> that he just went into shock. I don't, you know. <laughs> I hope not. That's you though. Fat Records. I owe like my other than they my giants. It's like my entire youth was listening to, or my entire in high school days, I should say, not youth. Uh, Fat Records, Epitaph, and an Asian Man. Like those were. It was. It was that, and then they might they might be giants, you know. I like. I'm trying to think when I got into. I I was probably into the kind of like fun punk music before I was into they might be giants. I mean, I'd heard they might be giants. Yeah, before. we need to hear your fandom story. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's a good transition. Like I. So you're a punk guy before they might be giants. See, that's the thing. To call me a punk guy is is generous to the punk uh, to me well. like i no, no punk guy would call Come me on. a punk guy again i i'm honored that fat mike was into my my covers and i i love the spirit of it but i'm i was never a punk guy um so you didn't dress the part you mean, no and i'm not know. tough like sure. i've never been to a punk show yeah, neither am i partially what? well because well technically i went to, a, to a punk? i went to a um say anything i don't know say, say anything yeah i went to say anything once sure because i worked with uh with uh with Max Bemis on a comic and he invited me when he was in New York city. And I, I went, but I was got to stay <laughs> up in the top part and not where all the people are smashing into each other. Cause yeah. I'm very much like, I want to go to see no effects, but I'm, I'm like, I don't want to get physically hurt <laughs> by the crowd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're not, I'm not a big mosher either. I mean, I had people laying on my head way too many times. It's not fun. Uh, getting knocked around I mean, uh, like, in my opinion either what, probably but. if you want to be real about it if you want to be real and honest about it i was probably like a mall punk like i i would i got into punk through fat record compilations at hot topic like those are what i started buying and then that introduced but me but those to, fat record great. comps they're are amazing. legit absolutely and it got me into a lot of cool stuff but that's how i did it it wasn't like i was living the punk lifestyle and getting into it i was at a mall and got into it um you weren't laying in the gutter <laughs> like me with a bottle no you know just a guy just throwing seven inches at you and that's how i discovered punk no so no, I, I mean but, come on you know green day i mean green day dookie i mean absolutely loved it it's still right still like one of the greatest albums of all time I and mean, that's just one of the greatest punk albums but that was how i discovered punk that's not any more like of a <laughs> unique or tough guy story well, than, no. yeah, than going to Hot Topic. I mean, really, I heard Longview in shop class, you know, at my well-to-do, you know, middle school in, you know, the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. I mean, realistically, <laughs> you know, that's not very punk. I forgot about Green Day in the sense that, like, yes, I was already listening to Green Day before that because, they, like you said, they were well, there you go. Um, there you go. They were that gateway drug. So, yeah. like, they might be giants. I heard Flood... Well, I, the first place I remember hearing them was on Tiny Toons. 
Um, and I heard Flood because a friend of mine had it and played it when I was at her house. And I, so I definitely heard it a few times. But uh, I wasn't a fan at that point. I just like heard it. It wasn't until probably like 97 when I was in college. I was a freshman in college. I remember buying Flood. Um, it was the first album of theirs I got. At, in, at one of those like things where like they just set up a table selling used CDs, like a, a store will come mm. in and just sell. Here's all these used CDs, and I I bought Flood from that, um, and I loved it. And that was right around the time. I'm trying. I don't remember which I got first. It was right around the time of both then the early years coming out and yep. um, severe tire damage. And I remember those two being the first like new things of them I got, uh, even though then is not yeah, new. Right? Yeah, those. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Ninety-seven uh, was when then came out. Uh, severe tire damage was ninety-eight, so but it must I have been the next early. Not... Well, okay, August ninety-eight. All uh, right, well, I was wrong, yeah. <laughs> but I got then. Well, I, I mean, yeah, there, you were right. I mean, when when you, you hit the age that we both are in, you know, when you pass the four zero, <laughs> stuff that happens, you know, stuff that happened more than twenty years ago. Everyone can be forgiven. It's like me asking like Dan Hickey about something that happened uh, in the Minkar right. era, and he's like, "I don't know." Yeah, and I'm like, "You don't?" But <laughs> but how do? You, or he's like, "Why don't you tell me?" I'm like, "Well, let me take a look here, okay?" And then I'll tell him about. It. He's like, "Didn't I play all over Long Tall Weekend?" I'm like, "Not really." That's mostly Doherty. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I could have sworn I was on that album." I'm like, "Dude, how, what?" <laughs> So you not remembering the right. year of severe tire damage? I just remember it being relatively early in my in my fandom of them. Um, yeah, it's funny oh, to yeah. think and about Doctor Worm. There, it's like, oh my god, like that severe tire damage. Like them putting Doctor Worm at the front of yeah. that was like the smartest idea. It became one of their biggest songs, and it's just like tacked onto a live album. It's the weirdest it's thing. So it is such a great track, and but the, honestly, the whole thing is terrific. Like mm-hmm. I remember because yeah, it, yeah, there was so many songs in it that like that version of it is the one that I think of first. I mean, obviously the biggest one being, um, she's actual size. Like that version of it is epic. That live live brass version. Um, it's weird to think about then the early years because again, it was right when I was getting into them. So it seemed like, Oh, this is this, this is this thing of like, they would be giant songs from so long ago. This is their old albums from like way before I knew them. And now it's like, it's 10 times longer since it, that came out than, than it would have been. At that yeah. It was 10 <laughs> years previous. Yeah. When, when then came out, some of those tracks weren't even a decade old. Like it was right. stuff from like, yeah, like 85 to like the earliest thing I think was become a robot. I, I believe I just did that episode with Elizabeth Sandifer. I thought the I earliest one was I'm now saying that I correctly. have every thing. Uh, yeah, that's it's it's one of those. But either way, like it, some of the stuff, it was even from like '89, so like yeah. it came out in '97. So like some of the stuff's only eight years old. But it, I mean, granted, recording technology came a long way in those ten years, those specific ten years. Like in my head, you know? I still think of Factory Showroom as a kind of new album, and it's like no, not remotely. <laughs> that's not <laughs> no. not not remotely new anymore. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um. Regardless of how late I got into them, relatively speaking, like I got into them pretty big and heavy and I was into them fully so that when the e-music stuff happened, I was totally on board. I was absolutely okay. to unlimited. I've got somewhere every time I've moved since then, I have found and seen that I still have the fleece 
with the They Might Be Giants Unlimited thing on the side. Because I never wore it, but it's always in a closet somewhere. (laughs) You are one of, I mean, definitely single digit of guests that I've talked to that actually got the e-music stuff at the time. I loved it. I mean, it was all like, you know, around the turn of the century. And I, I started college in 99. And granted, it was the fastest internet access I had at the time. But I was a little busy, like, with the, this huge life change, sure. you know, being on my own and, like, starting school and stuff like that. I totally missed it. Like, I I did spend a lot of my uh, off hours, like, on the, the pre-TMBW fan page and reading interpretations on there and just, like, going over all the stuff. But I wasn't, like, on their email list. I missed all that e-music stuff completely. I was already a big fan, but I just was just like, whoa, it passed me by. And then like a decade later, I'm like, wait, what's TMBG Unlimited? You don't have this? Here's all of this stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. Like that's <laughs> like, not only was it huge for me on They Would Be Giants, like it actually worked as an advertising thing because I was big into e-music as a site in general. I was like, this is great. Like you the subscription and then you, yeah. at first it was, you can literally download as much as you want. And eventually they went, you can download like this many things a month for that much money. But even so, like okay. I discovered so much, not just sometimes from exploring, sometimes from during They Might Be Giants Unlimited, Flans would post like, uh, like do like a column sometimes of like, here's stuff on e-music that I think is awesome. And so that's how I first listened to like Yola yeah, Tango cool. and like all, all these different things. Nice. Um, 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 the, uh, Apples in Stereo, I think was, was the recommendation he made at one point. Um, mm. But wow. e-music in general, like that's where I got into Bell and Sebastian and um, Malcolm Middleton and the the all, all sorts of crazy things. Like I, I would just go on and go, yeah. let's find something cool. So were you? Um, I mean, were all were you also kind of a big computer guy? And that I mean, you said you were early on like making f- videos, stuff like that. Because um, I mean, were you? I mean, everyone is so online these days. I think it's hard for kids i mean anyone under 30 it's hard for them to realize a time where like you would actually log off of the internet right right. right, and just like not be connected to the whole world constantly uh but you were i mean you were harnessing the power of the web uh to get music in a time where it was still like you know, for a lot of people downloading songs, you you download one song, it would take twenty minutes. Oh no, I was I was because uh, again, I got into college and on on really fast internet um, at yeah, just the right time. So you time. were a couple years ahead of me. In yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Because it was mm-hmm. like I said, I went into college at ninety seven. So still plugged into the wall, the internet. You had, you had to be attached to the Absolutely. wall, kids. But it was it was know? good. I mean, listen, it was. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I, I did some bad things in my life. It was the time of Napster, man. <laughs> this was the time of yeah, Napster. Yeah, that we was a, couple, a that was few years after. Yeah. And there was a site. My, my, I, mine was Kazaa. I never did Napster, honestly. I did Kazaa. Honestly, I didn't do that much because I bought so many CDs, and I started reviewing for Punk News, and just media oh, mail nice. packages of CDs would just come to me, and I would get stuff directly from labels I, and stuff after I got to know people. I'm going to so. say this. It's not me justifying anything. Downloading stuff illegally is, is not the right thing to do. So I'm not justifying anything, but I definitely was like, I'm going to definitely buy the bands I love. So I bought all of them at giants yeah. albums. Um, I would use it more to sample things and go like, I don't really Previewing. know that, that band. Let me try yes. an entire album, which is not great. Again, it's not a good thing to do, but it was a thing. Now here's the thing I did do with them at the giants. And again, I'm sorry, they might be giants. I love you, and I've spent <laughs> a lot of money on you since then, so I think I've made up for it. 
There was a site. <laughs> I don't remember the name of it. Maybe you do. But there was a site at the time that had like every They Might Be Giants rare track ever up on it. And like they weren't putting the They Might Be Giants Unlimited stuff up on because, you know, that would have been really bad. But like it had every B-side, you know, in a time when I couldn't buy them because it was still right in that thing where the only way to really get a B-side was to find the CD. They're not going to be everywhere. But this place mm-hmm. was dedicated to going, look, it's all the rare stuff on They Might Be Giants. So that's where I got a lot of like... The more uh, was it Museum of Idiots or was I think it, it was early um, on? It was a site that all I know TDK's is, site. No, no, I did, I did, I do remember meeting him at a concert, but it was not his site. It was a, it was a site that went mm. away because I remember it was yeah. really big. Everybody was going to it, and the person who ran it um, was like, "This is taking up too much. I'm going to have to get rid of it," and like auctioned his hard drive off. And that's when they might be giant stepped in and went, "No, this is not happening. You cannot sell oh, your wow. site to someone else." <laughs> Wow! Auction off our tracks. <laughs> well, like, yeah. like he was gonna. Oh, you've got our rare tracks to go. Like you, somebody else can run the site now, and they were like, well, yeah, uh, that's not. That's not okay." They were okay with him. Well, running I don't know it, if they were. Not... Don't quote me on that. I okay. just know that's when they stepped. Yeah, <laughs> they probably. Sure, that's that's the lore. Yes. Wow. Yeah. As a guy who's been in contact with the MIP Giants management, it is often hard for me to tell where the line is with them as a band who especially in the modern age encourages fan recordings like there's still some artists out there that will like like jack white will like confiscate your phones before the show they put them in a special Hmm. bag of some kind you know you're not allowed to bring your phone in uh it ruins the experience or i don't know if it's really bootlegs they're concerned about or doing something embarrassing on stage being caught on film i don't know but they might be giants are like sure you know Record every show. That's fine. Send it to your friends. That's cool. And I love that. There's so many good live recordings um, by members of the fandom these days. I mean, there's ones dating all the way back, but especially these days, there's just a wealth of good good live recordings uh, and cool videos. Um, but then they draw the line at, like, stuff for IFC yeah. that's, like, a decade old that still is, like, hush, hush, this song doesn't exist. It can't even have a page on the wiki. And I'm like, really? I mean, I <laughs> I, I don't know if I'll hardcore. keep this in here because yeah. I bitched about it on an episode that, you know, came out about a month ago because, I mean, also just like the escape team is not streaming. And it's just like every time I talk, I talked about a bunch of my murdered remains songs in June and July. And I'm just like, I own the albums, but I want to put them on the playlist. Okay, that's just an inconvenience for me. But for someone who doesn't have money to blow on the John Henry demos, the escape team, I murdered remains uh, to join the IFC and get the Cavefish 7-inch. Like, there's all these songs that are just... I mean, sure, you can go on YouTube, I guess. But again, the most annoying place to stream music, as far as I'm concerned. It's it's a tough one. Just all these songs that are just hidden from people... And I mean, these guys are making a living. Is 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 saying Cavefish exists and putting it up on Spotify going to break the bank for them? I mean, I'm just I use Cavefish an example because that got memed a couple of years ago. So the thing know? is, I think that there's a difference between the, the fact that they're like, don't put it on the wiki. That's pretty extreme, and I don't know, I don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah, but like not putting it on Spotify. John Ulyss has been told it can these IFC only songs cannot have a page. But I I kind of understand the not Spotifying it thing because. Like they are, I mean, I know you're saying they make a living, but they're trying to, they're trying to make a living in the sense that like the the, the landscape, you know, 
The landscape for music has changed so dramatically, streaming gets you so little. Getting people to buy Escape Team is such a it, like that people what is it like one album is how many thousands of of listens on a stream <laughs> what's like, yeah i mean as a like guy huge. who just got a ten dollar check right. from my digital distro i i i understand um the pains of it and i understand like the marketing idea was great like they actually charted on the billboard like alternative rock charts or whatever for sales because all of us dorks had to buy those M's. But Escape Team, it's going to be four years old in December. I'm sure you it'll know, come up. I'm sure yeah. it'll come up at some point. Haven't yeah. all the other ones that they've said aren't, aren't up there eventually gone up? Like, My Murder Remains has not gone up. That's not I that mean, old. I mean, I understand maybe... Yeah, those they came out on the same day. Uh, I would understand if John Henry demos never went up, if they want to keep that as sure. like an exclusive demos, thing. Yeah. Sure. But it's not like people... You you do not get to hear AKA Driver. You will not hear it unless you give us that sweet sweet ten dollars for the CD or whatever. Like I, I mean, well, honestly, here's the thing. I it's I I it's weird for me to comment on to some extent because I don't really stream. I I I am old, and one of my old person things is that even though I do do digital music, I I want to own it. So I have a yeah, giant sure. MP3 collection. So I never listen to They Might Be Giants on streaming ever. I only listen to the ones I physically, I don't physically have. I digitally have on my computer and my phone. I get the giant, the biggest size iPhone hard drive so that I can have uh -huh. every song I own yeah. on it at yeah. all times. I have, I have a USB, <laughs> there's a USB port in my car. I have a thumb drive of my entire iTunes. That's great. Um, and I do, like my laptop is jammed up with, uh, you know, two hour wave files of, of podcasts just constantly jammed up. I have an eight terabyte backup hard drive just to make sure. Like now, I'll never run out of room. You know, I who knows what file type's <laughs> right. going to come along next. Um, but like uh, the only th files that are still on my laptop uh, that are music, almost exclusively, are they my giants because I need to put them into the podcast. So I, but I still stream them just for convenience. Again, you said like phone storage and stuff like that. But also being able to just toss them in a playlist with something I just heard the other day. Like, oh, this is my summer of 2022 playlist. I'm really into this new song, but I don't own it. Also, I'm going to put, you know, well, I can't put Chip the Chip on there because it's not on Spotify. But, you know, oh, I'm going to put, you know, I love you for psychological reasons or whatever track I happen to be in at the moment, into at the moment. So it's like playlisting. I'm a huge... I listen to albums in full. I'm a huge album guy, but I, I, yeah, I also love perfect, like making a perfect playlist. And they're they're keeping these songs like, I mean, Communist is up on Spotify because it was a single or whatever. Mm. But there's songs like, God, I don't know, like Tractor can never be on one of my Spotify yeah. playlists. So I just never just use Spotify. Shame. So I, if I, yeah. I, I mean, I it's, it's I probably would enjoy doing those playlists because I used to be a big. CD mix guy. Mixtape. Absolutely. I yeah, made mix, CDs CD constantly to people. If someone came to visit me, I'd be like, I made you a mix. Here you go. Like I just constantly. Mm -hmm. And it would mostly mm -hmm. I, like it would mostly be like just stuff that I was interested in that minute. Like it was just like, oh, here's some really new things that I just discovered or whatnot. But um anyway. Uh yeah. I, I sure. listen to yeah. nowadays I do mostly listen to albums right now, especially for two reasons. One is that in my uh my car 
the jack to connect to my iPhone is busted, so I only listen to CDs in my car. So I dug out. I actually had to buy nice. a new CD holder and put all my like Daily oh, Giants the booklet. Ones. Yep, a booklet. Yes. I've got all the Daily Giants in there, all my Elvis oh. Costello in there, all my Weezer in there, all my REM in there. It's two guys that came of age in the '90s. That's just oh, it takes me back. Yeah, it's very it takes nostalgic. Takes hard. And then, meanwhile, Boy. during the pandemic, at the end of last year. I went crazy and decided I was going to become a vinyl guy suddenly. Oh boy. And I bought a record player. It's pricey. It, Real oh quick. yes. And I have a lot of albums in six months. It It's probably something I should be ashamed of. Well, it's not six months now. It's more like eight or nine, but I, I should be ashamed. I have a lot of, they might be giants albums on vinyl now. Yeah, a lot of them. but are are you are you a crate digger? Have you become a crate digger for used vinyl? Um, sometimes. See, the the thing is that I'm not yeah. right now because again, I, I'm talk about being old, and you're right. I'm only in my forties, but I I feel really old about the things I'm doing. Um, as far as like most most of buying vinyl, I'm not interested in discovering anything. <laughs> I'm 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 like I've got a lot of music. I've heard a lot of music. I know what music I like. I'm done, and so it's all about finding things that I already know that i like so i do go through sure. stuff if i find a record store i want to go to yeah i'll like look up my favorite bands that i don't have all their albums of which is most of them and see what they mm-hmm. have the problem is yep most of my favorite bands are not from the 70s <laughs> and therefore you're <laughs> not finding their records sure yeah i guess the point i was getting at is that i really filled out like my dylan and springsteen sure. collections and bands like that like by digging and getting you know four to eight dollar records i have every album by the alan parsons project in that manner i love the alan there parsons you project. go i love them and i have every album there's i should say the ifc is part of i mean again we're not supposed to talk about it but the ifc is part of the reason i did it because i had all of the vi- not all of them but like all the singles that, that i over from over the years yeah and I was like, I can't play them. Like, I just have them. Uh, and so they would just kind of be somewhere. And I was like, those were a, yeah. them. I had a couple of my favorite albums of my dad's uh, that I, I didn't ever lose. My favorite album of all time, Elvis Costello's Get Happy, I had on vinyl from back when I had access oh, to yeah. a record player. And a couple other things. And I was like, I should get a record player so I can play these. And so that's the thing. That said, I am devastated inside because I... <laughs> didn't buy the double album version of flood when it was available because uh, I didn't care at the time. And now I would love to have Australia flood Australia on, on vinyl. That would be amazing. On vinyl. It is a great live album. It's so good. Um, I, okay. Uh, I'm going to, not the song we're supposed to talk about, but I'm going to say a controversial no, thing and see if you think I'm an idiot or if you're like, no, that's fine. Okay. I think the live version of dead is better. I like the full band. I think it's better mm, with a full mm-hmm. band. Yeah, yeah. I think most. I I think you might get the most flack from people that are more around our age. Well, I think the young fans are all Danny and Dan <laughs> and Marty. Like you know, they that's they might be giants because that's the, they might be giants that has existed during their lifetime. Yeah, that's fair. We've been around for quite a few changes of they might be giants, and we've heard a lot of inter- iterations of these songs, but. I yeah, depending on the day, I might agree with you. It is, it is, it it kicks ass. That's, that's yeah. When sure. when all of a sudden the bass and the drum come in on the live version, I'm just like, yeah. Oh yeah, like, it's just so. It's cool. very effective. So the escape team. Yeah. So you, uh, so these songs were kind of uh, you know sprinkled out throughout the dial a song in 2018, um, and 
yeah, actually didn't realize that Dr. Sci-Fly, which I talked about before this, uh, but won't come out until after this, was the very first one to come out, which was, was surprising okay. to me. Um, yeah, yeah, it was January 10th of 2018. It was the first, not the, not the first song of the cycle, but like the third, something like that. Um, wait, wait, wait. When yeah, you, hold on, hold on. Crazy. Confused. It's the first one that came out. That came out of that 2018 Dial a Song cycle because it was, they, they released a Christmas one, uh, just for yucks, I guess. But All Time What came oh, out. Oh, sorry. Okay. So it was January the first 3rd. of the escape teams. I, for a second, I thought the you were saying first, it wasn't the first escape team. Okay. Sorry, that was confusing. Yeah, the first, like, released escape team track out into the world, uh, Dr. Sci Fi was, you know, sicked upon the world. Um, and. Because, I mean, the, you know, I Like Fun had come out, so, like, when those tracks kept coming out on YouTube, it's like, oh, cool, there's a video to it now. But, like, the stuff for My Murdered Remains and Escape Team, like, we weren't able to get our mitts on it proper for another, you know, 11 and a half months but as, as these tracks came out. Um, so let me see when... Uh, so we're here to talk about Chip the Chip. Let me see when this one... When that came out on... It's track two on the album... Yep. Great track too. I love it. I mean, Jackie the Clipper. I don't think I've even signed up for Jackie the Clipper. Great opening. I agree. I agree. No, listen. Shh. This album, I feel like it's not a very well appreciated album. Like it's not. I feel like people put don't it love on it. streaming. More people yeah. listen That's to fair. it. That's fair. For Christ's sake! I, I will say, kids don't buy music anymore. They're they're appealing. Like us old fans are like, yeah, sure, guys, <laughs> we'll buy it. It's cool. But th- I mean, God, people could be doing TikToks to it. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> well, just just rip the audio off. I mean, you could rip this entire album pretty easily off of YouTube if you wanted to get the audio. But uh, yeah, they might have giant sets of thing. So March seventh of twenty eighteen is when Chip the Chip came out, and yeah, actually, if I look at the right page on the wiki, dial a song twenty eighteen, it'll tell us oh. exactly the order of the songs that were released in twenty eighteen. Oh, yeah. Sci-fi, um, Jackie the Clipper. And then chip the chip, looks like. There we go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when the songs for Escape Team came out, uh, and when, when did the comic come out? And that was like much later, right? Or I can't remember. Mm, I think it was when the actual Elm came out, but let's see if we can find out. Um, yeah, so December 10th, the album was released. Um, the comic, David Coles, who I've had on the show couldn't be nicer nicest dude most talented i mean just incredible talent so many different styles of stuff yes. he's done for yeah, the, the the number the of videos just... so uh, yeah they're so varied and great yeah um, i've never met him okay but i have i work closely with his son uh clayton coles oh yeah yeah he is a uh, letterer for marvel uh so he, he i work Very with him cool. like i've been working with him all week on on immortal X-Men. i think i might have mentioned that but i now that you know, oh wow Man, that's so cool. Yeah. I'm I'm having trouble finding a date for Yeah, me too. Partially probably because it was through the IFC. The there you go. <laughs> yeah. That we're not allowed to to know the exact date. I, I when the But then you could go and buy it. Yes, uh, now unlike you can. some of the IFC stuff. You could go and buy it, yeah. So the when the songs came out originally, I liked them well enough, but I didn't like go crazy for them. I was like, yeah, okay, those are fun. Um, and because uh, I don't, I, I also don't listen to YouTube like that much. You know what I mean? I, I would watch yeah. them on YouTube when they came out and I'd be like, cool. And it, until they, I got the MP3s of them, I'm not going to like be listening to them constantly. Um, so that was definitely the case with this. 
this was definitely, I, I thought Sci-Fly was great, I thought Jackie Clipper was great, and I thought this was great. It was when I actually got the CD again that that, I really got into it. Partially because, like I said, my, my CD in my car is busted. Or my, my not my CD, my, my iPhone. The Jack, right. yeah. So I, why don't I do the CDs? The Ox, yeah. <laughs> so when I got this CD and Murdered Remains at the same time, I just put this one in. And it stayed in my car CD player for a long time. Partially because it was great, but also because the MP Giants is good for driving around with my son because he enjoys them. Mm-hmm. So mm. listen to it, listening to it in the car is what really endeared this album to me uh, a lot. Because I, I went listened to it over and over and over again. Um, and then this is probably yeah. my favorite track on it. It's a tough one because there's a lot of good songs on it. So, and then you got the comic book, and, I mean, you're a comic yep. guy. I mean, it seems like this was just tailor-made for someone like you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like it's in your wheelhouse in two ways. You Absolutely. Know? It's a nutty comic. Like, the whole concept. Yeah. Of, like, it's in my daughter's room. Oh, I was going to read the panel. Do you have it with oh, you? It's filed away in my comic book collection. I did not take it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Because I I realized that like they don't have you know you no. can't just look at I mean but the Doctor Sci-Fly thing you know the way that um, the guy from Stillwater Industries J Peter Bland right he introduces all the characters to the senator who then turns out to be uh, it's Bernice Rubber um, is just like the the wording of all of that for introducing the characters is is great and I don't have it in front of me because Zinnia loves it and just wants me to read it to her oh, constantly. That's hilarious. It is in her bedroom and she's obviously asleep because it's ten thirty p.m. I've never even thought about reading it to to my son, but you're right. He'd probably love it. That's great. I should dig it out. I mean, I'd imagine he likes comics. Yeah, he does, and he likes they might be giants in this album. So I mean, that's awesome. Bust that out. Is it filed under? Uh, I mean, I imagine you haven't filed under title. Yeah, I probably right? have it, it under. It would e be author the way you do well, it. Well, yeah. technically, yeah. I probably have it first filed under like other because I would. I think in my comic collection, first it's all the Marvel comics, <laughs> then it's all the DC comics, then it's other mm. comics. So it would be in the other section, but I think I would have it under E, not under T for the Image Giants. Other com- is Image Comics. Oh still yeah, a thing? Image is still going strong. I was huge into Pit. Pit, very random. So big into Pit. That d- the artwork on that just like blew me away. Yeah, he's he's a really impressive dude. I think it was the only Image comic I ever subscribed to because oh. I was I was very thoroughly a Marvel. My, my guy. big Image comic was and still is Savage Dragon. I'm a big Savage Dragon fan. Mm, <laughs> very okay. ridiculous, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so <laughs> anyway. the con- yeah, we didn't even really talk about the concept of the album. The concept of the album. So apparently they like. It sounded like Flansburg and David came up with a list of like punny names together and went, we'll do songs and you do drawings and we'll put the two together. Yeah, it seems like that was about uh, the deal with it. I mean, because they had already worked on so many videos. Um, yeah, the quote here from Flansburg, David and I cooked up a list. The whole thing with the escape team is what... Uh, is that we were just looking for like prompts to write songs, which is what the Johns are constantly like. What can we write a song about? We've already written so many, right? Uh, so, and then he continues, all the songs are sort of character songs. And so we put together a list of names that were dot, dot, dot. I got to back up even farther. There was this guy, <laughs> Big Daddy Roth in the 60s, who was a cartoonist. 
Do you know who Big Daddy Roth is? Uh, yeah. Is that a name that it's like resonates? It's not a name that the... I immediately remembered, but when he describes him, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's talking about yeah, so he's the guy that did Ratfink, and people would recognize Ratfink if they if they saw it, most likely. And then Linnell adds, he drew like monsters driving cars yes. with eight hundred eyeballs and their tongues wagging behind in the wind. Super true. And so yeah, and so Ratfink was these punny names and these cr- wacky illustrations. So I think that like Ratfink in particular, um, and the whole that style of comic. You know, almost more than like, you know, more than like Superman or something. It was these crazy, just like a ridiculous illustration. But then you, yeah, you make a song about it and it's a character in, I guess, what will probably be only one issue of the escape team. Sadly. Wouldn't you love it if they came up with a sequel and an issue number two? Well, I mean, they do have to finish writing the last song. So why not uh, do a sequel? Right. Hairnet. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. In, in, in reference to you talking about them saying they need to come up with prompts for songs, I do remember a time, it was right, it was, it was right when Join Us came out, that they were talking about, they made a joke about uh, just looking in the dictionary, and it was a joke. Except then I bought Join Us, and I was like, there's a lot of songs about C words, about weird C words. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I have no idea if this is true, oh, yeah. but it was like, Cloisonne, Kenajahari, uh, <laughs> Celebration. They talk about cephalophores. And I was like, what the heck is a cephalophore? There was all of this C stuff going on. And I was like, did they really just open the dictionary to C and write songs? <laughs> they were just dawned on me. They should listen to my friend Spencer's podcast, The Dictionary. <laughs> um, I, he's probably still in the letter C right now after like 800 episodes. It's a very visually striking comic. It's very oh, yeah. fun in how ridiculous it is. Like, who's to say how sustainable the characters are? Like, they were cooked up as kind of like a prompt, right? Yeah. It's like, write a song, come up with a character. Like, quick. Like, Flansburg works very quickly. And obviously, this was like, okay, we're going to release three albums this year. Let's spend a lot of time really developing a backstory. <laughs> For corrupted Lyle, right? It's like no, it's one little blurb. I mean, and this then is, they I, beat their way out of the the prison. I, it was probably like closer to uh, 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 venue songs style of writing right. songs. Like, let's right. come up with something. It'll have some fun. And and it, I mean, and that's not a diss. Venue songs rules. Like, it's amazing that they came up with those songs so quickly. <laughs> it's 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 pretty incredible that they were able to do something like that. But I will say, I mean, it does help that this is a 23-minute 10-song right. album, or right. 11. Right. Um, but the batting average on Escape Team is way higher. Like, yeah. the, the killer songs on this, just like, there's so many good songs. There's a couple misses. Um, venue songs has a lot more misses. And when you're, when you're going for that kind of project... The the sheer magnitude of venue songs, you're gonna have some misses. And obviously, they had just come out with the spine. They were coming out with here come the ABCs. Like there was a lot yeah. going on. I cannot believe that was when they're like, "I got it. Let's write a song for all these venues that we're going to. We got plenty of time on the bus, right?" They were better know. than I mean, the Planet of the Apes. Insane. It's it. <laughs> <laughs> Though those have their own. Oh, certain absolutely. <laughs> but but they definitely <laughs> landed better than those. I had someone sign up for those, actually. Yeah, I, yeah, I, should, I should do those. Just as a whole. Sure, I'm letting yeah. those go as a whole. I'm not doing individual ones and episodes of those. Oh, man. So so you said Chip to Chip is your, your favorite? I, I think so. Again, it's a, if it, it, would be a, it would be a close call between Chip 
Jackie, and, and probably Cyfly. Although, mm, oh, and Poisonousness, which is pretty amazing as well, although I don't know why they didn't call it Handwitch. Um, mm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. there you go. Uh, but Chip, Chip, I remember being just like really catchy and peppy and fun. And um, I mean, it's it's very, I don't know, just poppy and a good time. And the video is really striking. Mm -hmm. the, they, he talks about on the uh, uh, David talks about on the on the wiki there uh, about the the style of the video and how it um it has this uh, it's hard to describe it's this comic book uh, color offset dot uh, pattern uh -huh. that's put yeah. over it um, from like old old comics uh, but it's done in this weird way where it, while the video is scrolling the entire time the dots don't move. Like the dots stay where they are and just oh. like change to represent the color. Oh yeah, I'm playing it on mute right now. That is, that's pretty wild. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, it's yeah, it's almost like the comic is like going through a snowstorm or something, or like yeah, 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 like an asteroid field. It's kind of trippy because like what, especially because this is the thing: it if is. you're not noticing the dots, you don't think about it. But it, once you notice the dots, then it starts to make it like weird looking because you're like, whoa, wait, I can't look at the pictures. While I'm looking at the dots, I don't know. It's it's almost making me dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you, you got that? You want to read that quote for us sure, there? Sure, from, sure, sure. Uh, yeah. uh, he David? said, um, "Let's see, I had it." Uh, the original art was flat color and ink. In Premiere Pro, I then added an effect by Red Giant called Tunit at the Sunday comic setting. I upped the size of the dots, and away we went. Um, and yeah, it just looks so neat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm not, and I I don't have any backstory of like I was a fan of the show Chip I'm, Chips. I was not. I don't. I never watched it. I wish I had that. I was wondering, to, to kids. I mean, because that's even before yeah, our time. Is. I mean, that show. I mean, Eric Estrada. I mean, I then grew to love his voice from yes, C Lab. Absolutely. Uh oh my god! But yeah, it's seventy seven to nineteen eighty three. Okay, so we we're we we're both born within that yeah. range. Too young though. But we were babies right. right we weren't watching chips but i guess it's you know back when you used to have to actually watch tv and and maybe watch something you're only kind of wanting to watch just because that's what's yeah. on i feel like it got you know played in syndication a little bit um i wasn't super familiar with it but when the song came out and like chip the chip i was like that's a weird title but then as soon as the video shows you know a highway yeah. uh motorcycle cop i'm like oh okay it's it's funny for them to throw out that reference in 2018, though I guess they've never really been concerned with, yeah, the era of. Ref I mean, they're throwing out references to things that are over a hundred years old and things that might be just a year old. So I guess it doesn't really matter to John Linnell wherever his inspiration comes from. Uh, chip the chip. It's God. That guy was possessed. What happened? I don't know. One minute I was this close to knocking that yo-yo out of his socks, then poof, he vanishes. LA 15-7, Mary 3 and 4. A suspect has disappeared. The pursuit is code 4. Notify LAPD. 10-4. Attention all units. 7, Mary 3 and 4. Hey, Potch. Forget it. That really kills my day, you know? There's no justice in life, John. Only luck. Well, if that's the case, you got to be the luckiest guy in the world because that stunt you pull back at the four level, you almost close the book. Stunt? It was beautiful. Come on, admit it. 
That fast cell, that real tight 360 lock to lock. Complete and total control. Hey, John, you know that stunt, as you put it? It was sheer poetry in motion, old buddy. You're crazy, you know that? I mean, you really are. You're crazier than that guy we were chasing. Oh, yeah, that guy. Well, if I ever scope that turkey again, I'm going to pull him out through his wing-wing. Seat belt attached. So, yeah, Chip is a California Highway Patrol, and it's really just CHP, but in popular culture, people would throw in the little eyes. So that's why this, the title, officially, as far as I can tell, is Chip the... And then the second Chip is spelled capital C, capital H, lowercase i, capital P. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, the eye is snuck in there. Chip. I guess because many people were already saying chip yeah. as is like the I was assumed or something. They're like, well, it is in the highway, highway right? California. Hi. Yeah. Although it is funny, and too, that the it's the highway patrol. But in the song, it does say highway police. Uh, the song technically gets it yeah. wrong. <laughs> John, uh, you screwed up. You got to re-record I assume, yeah, uh, I assume this is Linnell, right? Because he sang it. Uh, I would how think it so. tends to work. Yeah, yeah, I, man, uh, this song and also that that word Chip is just such a, like it just. I mean, I can see like when he came up with the name Chip the Chip, it almost determined like the rhythms of the song. Like saying the word Chip is like a staccato, you know, eighth note, just like right by itself. So the Chip the Chip, yep. Chip the Chip, and just like that jerky, almost like Talking Heads kind of rhythm of that whole thing. Just like very like the start stop like Devo Talking Heads kind of just like this almost like robotic rhythm, um, it, uh, uh, but in it, but it still has that driving beat. It achieves this weird thing where it's both a toe tapper and syncopated as hell. Like it's really, I think it's really interesting r- rhythmically. Very. I much, think one of the uh, things that endeared me. it to me was the the background chips later in the song the. Like I just thought that was super fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm not realizing till till just now looking at the wiki. The uh, I'm I'm never gonna catch a Bible reference oh, unless yeah. it's like one of the biggies. Like walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Like and not anything like lesser than that. I'm not gonna recognize it. Oh, uh, you didn't you didn't re- you didn't know this one? Oh, I knew this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not a Bible so person at all, not remotely, but somehow I knew this one. If your eye offends you, fuck it out. Yeah, and if thy right and offend, if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out. Matthew five twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. But then they, then thee, they that one of thy members should perish, and not that the whole body should be cast <laughs> into hell. I, I don't know. I'm looking at Wikipedia. And then now, John extends know. it. That you after you pluck out the one eye, if the other one offends you, pluck that one out too. So we get both of our eyes poked out in this song. This yeah. is a very violent song too. That's the other thing. It's a very up tempo, peppy, violent song. Um, Chip the Chip. So let's talk about his character, <laughs> right? Like he's he's this green monster who somehow is a cop. And I mean, listen, I guess you know the world has has taken a different view of police and actually one more fitting with Chip. Uh, well, like he's a well, terrible, uh, terrible uh, person. <laughs> terrible person. But I may pause you in that. I do remember from looking for the Sci-Fly episode. Uh, 
he is the sibling of one of the other members of the escape he team. Is? Do you no, remember I this? I remember that. Yes. He is Flo Wheeler's uh, brother. Of course. And while he... And so they were mutated during a radiation leak, right? That's like yes. all these guys, it's all radiation in some capacity, right? So he was a highway cop. So they were brother and sister. He chose to follow the law and enforce the law. And she chose a life of crime. So he's like, good guy. Okay. He's well, <laughs> he enforces the law. At least maybe he didn't become, well, we know all cops suck, but maybe he became more horrible. And you know, he was, he wasn't a face eater yes. until he got radiated. Um, it, yeah, he's the, uh, is he human or is he a beast? Right. He's the ugliest sworn officer in the California Highway Police. Yeah, I guess beast and police. I mean, patrol. There's plenty that rhymes with patrol. I mean, they already did a rap patrol. Yeah. Um, but the, the eat your face thing, if you drive too fast, he'll eat your face. Pass him on the left, he'll eat your face. And if you talk back, he'll eat <laughs> what's talk left back, of your face. what's left of your face. Like, he's definitely, he's definitely uh, riding the abuse of power. For, for all it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, in the second... His lunch is going to be under your wig. I did Everything not, under your wig. I guess I didn't understand head. it. Yeah. Everything... Yeah, it's his favorite part of the gig. His lunch is going to be everything under your wig. <laughs> and I love this part. If, though you don't deserve what's coming next, I hope your life was filled with happiness. You're going to briefly spend what's left of it with the chip. Chip the chip. <laughs> uh, These are your last moments. A lot of very soft rhymes there. It's just just all assonance, really. Like, no, not... Next, happiness and it do not actually rhyme. <laughs> no. But they work. Oh, because yeah. also, we should mention John is doing, like, a voice. He's not doing his normal voice. He's doing chip the chip. Like he's chip the yeah, chip. He, yep. He's singing it a little goofy. <laughs> Trying to think what other song he's done that voice in. Uh, uh. Hmm. It's not oh, quite God. the I Walk it Along Darkened Corridors voice, but it's got similar qualities no. to it. I'm trying to think about one that has more kind of that barking right, right. tone to it. Yeah, I don't know. He'll eat your face. Yeah, I mean this. It, like this whole idea just lends itself to the Muppet Giants in that, like, they already like to do voices, and now you're like, here, you're singing about characters. Do a voice, right? You're inventing a character alongside this artist for every song, right? Right. Just do a voice. It's cool. Oh, do you, yeah. Who, now after work, he'll relax, lying face down in toxic right. waste. He's completely burned he will shed and wait for his skin to regenerate like i mean for linnell to be able to dive into this fantastical fictional like he's always looking for new ways for people to get hurt so you know what's a what's another way i can write about someone being maimed okay they've had their <laughs> face eaten right uh and the guy who's doing the face eating right he 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 burns his skin off and it regenerates like the imagery can you imagine being inside this guy's head i mean it's it's like it's gotta be crazy inside of john's head yeah i mean yeah that was uh what song was i just listening to i was listening to uh uh you're on fire uh because that's my wife's favorite thing would be giant song and she was talking about how great it was and she was like i'd love to be a fly on the wall when they were pitching this song and like talking about what it'd be about and i was like i'm pretty sure linnell just came up with it like I, my guess would be he just did this she was like well i want to be a fly on the wall of his brain and i was like all right yeah that sounds like a song yeah. to write, actually 
I mean, Flans has a weird brain too. I Me mean, too. he's also got all the business stuff in his brain too. While Linnell, like, since Flans is all that, Linnell can just strictly his brain can be completely consumed with uh, depression and death and destruction. I mean, he, I mean, but he gets it all out in the songs. Like, I, you know, he's one of those guys that's like, you hear some songwriters and you're like, God, I hope they're okay. Like this song, like if this is anything true to life. That guy, man, he's going through some shit. But with They Might Be Giants, you're like, ah, they're fine. <laughs> like, there's another song about, this, like, crippling depression. Yep. Ah, look at him. He's having fun up there playing the accordion. <laughs> I mean, he seems like a fairly well-adjusted guy to me. The fact that the, the uh, a band has stayed together this long, functioning, yeah. uh, normal, very normal-seeming guys. And and, and has all just a uh, great business. Uh, dreamed up. Like you said, like, they... They they make it work. As far as I'm aware, this is all they do for a living, unless they have secret careers that I don't know about. Um, like they they make their living making music and not, you know, not. No offense to them, not charting. You know what I mean? They're not like on the Billboard charts regularly, as far as I'm aware. But they do it consistently and are awesome and have a dedicated fan base. Yeah, they've settled into this little this little niche market, which is you know selling vinyl to us nerds uh and and we come and people that come to every show i mean oh, i've they seen will... them so many times and yeah we didn't even talk about that but i've seen them that's more true. than i've seen any other yeah. band for sure i mean not like in the hundreds or something crazy like that but probably i don't know more than 10 times i remember back in the oh god what year was it 2000 i think when they did a residency at the the is Bowery Ballroom? Yes, right? Bowery Ballroom. They played okay. like every Tuesday uh, of of the of like a, of the month of November, and it was a different theme for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was right when they played uh, 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 Fingertips for the first time. So I got to see two of those shows, and I would have uh, loved to see all five, but I couldn't. I couldn't afford that. But I saw the best of the '80s and today, where they didn't play anything from the '90s except for Fingertips, and uh, yeah. and then also the Flood Show. Uh, which is the first time I ever saw Flood Show, and I absolutely went crazy. I loved it. Um, yeah, November thirtieth, two thousand. It looks like. So there's no credits on this. Yeah, uh, and there's really not a whole lot in the album either. I mean, these days the way that the guys tend to just do it in the credits is just they might be giants. Is John Linnell and John Flansburg, and I might say like. Linnell keyboards and vocals, Flansburg guitar and vocals, and then featuring the talents of, and it'll just list the band. They're not going song by song or anything like that. I I love when a band does that where they have like a bajillion things, yeah, yeah, different yeah. people playing on different songs. And you could just dig through the liner notes, but yeah, this I mean, this with Doctor Sci-Fly, the I mean this one. It's hard to say with the Escape Team. They kick this stuff out so fast. Like Doctor Sci-Fly is just Linnell. Really? Just Linnell. And this one, it sounds like real drums to me. I mean, as a drummer, I'm hard to fool, but I've been fooled before by a drum machine. To me, this sounds like full band. I mean, it, I'm trying to... I actually am not... For some reason right now, I'm having trouble if seeing if that's a real guitar. It is, right? That's not a synth, is it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely Marty's drumming. That's definitely this. It's yeah, it's definitely a full band thing. Okay. Um, um, then the, my other big question is, 
who's playing Chip? In the middle, he talks when he says, uh, 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 do you, I, I'm hoping you could tell me <sighs> yeah. why I pulled you over. And I'm, I, I, I can't tell if it's John or John. <laughs> right. It's very distorted. Like, I would guess Linnell just because for ease, because it sounds like it's only his voice on it otherwise. Yeah, I, I, I want to say it's Linnell. Something about the way, I mean, it's such a distorted yeah, it's voice, so distorted. but it still you, sounds kind of like his manner. It, it still kind of sounds like his manner of speaking. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, some manipulation of the pitch there. You know, that's not just a voice. That's pitching it down. Um, very, very Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's... It's just I really hard to Linnell. tell, like, as a result. I, I, I would guess Linnell, because, like I said, there's no Flans backing vocals on it. So it would be, as far as I can tell. So it would be um, weird for him to necessarily record. Like, there's a chance Flans is not on this track at all. Like, obviously, if especially if, if that's a real guitar, it could be... Uh, just Dan. Yeah. And they're not, like... Th- th- I do love that the dudes, like, they're, they don't have any sort of ego about it. They're like... Well, also just the rapid clip they're doing stuff. They're like, "Oh, let me hear." It. Oh, that sounds good. I don't need to be on it. That's fine. Like the the mix, it sounds great. Why put another guitar in? Like, there's no lead part. And lots of times, Flans these days, if there's no lead for him to accompany with rhythm, just he just lets Dan play it. I mean, even live now, he'll just like he'll like wander off stage for a second and kind of come back and just like hang on the mic and do that thing. Um, I mean, he was also dealing with a lot of carpal tunnel stuff, which he had then had surgery on. Hopefully his guitaring, um, God. And then, yeah, exactly. Like we don't know car crash. Hopefully he can play guitar at all. (laughs) I, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's when, when, when it happened, my wife was like, well, cause I told her like my wife's a doctor and I I was telling her about what Flans posted about being in the hospital and going, how am I going to get to DC tonight so I can do the show tomorrow? And she was like, you can't sing with a broken ribs like you, that's that's like definitely a thing you can't even come close to doing and it was like oh shit yeah oh yeah I, don't know if I could swear sorry oh you totally can okay great <laughs> yeah it's it it would be very very painful at the least yeah um yeah he wouldn't get those high falsetto notes that he's so known for these days <laughs> without Fully working lungs and diaphragm without being poked by fractured ribs. I hope he, um, I hope I hope he's back up to, to full health soon. I, I hope he's doing okay. Yeah, same. And I hope. I mean, even before that, I was like, oh, I I hope playing guitar is less painful for him. Yeah, of course. And then he gets hit by a drunk driver. I mean, shit. Ah, uh, yeah, getting old, man. I mean, playing guitar that much, doing. I mean, yeah, musicians get that so much. And not just guitars. Um, I had an oboe player, oboe English horn player friend who mm-hmm. got it just because this motion, they mm. hadn't been keeping their wrist straight. So yeah, just like yeah, playing yeah, yeah. like that with their fingers, wrist bent upward. Yeah. I've, I mean, I definitely yeah. have had have to use the ridiculous ergonomic mouse in order to like protect myself from it for sure. Do you still have one of those things in front of your keyboard? You remember that padded strip that I, people would have in front of their keyboard? I don't because I have... I have the keyboard that has it on it. I have one of these weird half bent in half <laughs> keyboards. Go. It's got it helps little, a lot, man. The little pad. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, when you got like a Mac or something where the the keys like the keyboards have gotten so low profile, mm. 
you don't really have to lift your That's fingers true. way up like you used to. But anyway, this is old guy talk right here. This is <laughs> we're talking ergonomics. This is the old, <laughs> the old nerd podcast. Ergonomic cast. talking about no, physical yeah. media. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> making mix CDs. <laughs> It's the best. I remember Crazy. at one point this, yeah. making an making a mix CD early in my They Might Be Giants fandom, uh, where I I made a two CD set. I had one of those like two CD you know double thick cases, and I made a two CD set of yep. They Might Be Giants, where one CD was only songs sung by by John, and the other song was also only songs sung by John. Obviously, Vanilla and Fazbear, uh, just for no reason. I mean, I've done a lot of dumb for no reason They Might Be Giants things. There was a time when early in having audio editing software. I just went, what if I took all of the songs on their first three albums and tried to like edit them down to like the shortest possible version of that song? So like it still gets to like the point of the song, but it's like try to be, mm. can I do it like yeah. fingertip size? <laughs> and I did it for all of They Might Be Giants, yeah. all of Lincoln and all of Flood for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> like oh what God. a stupid idea, that but sounds, I did it. That's hilarious. Oh, we're 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 all full of stupid ideas. I mean, we listen to the Book Giants after all. And that's the stupidest idea of all. <laughs> uh, man, so I was looking at the chord progression here, oh, yes. and we will be hearing a cover by you. So you are very familiar with the chord progression here. Yes. Um, for a song that goes by fairly quickly, uh, and it's it's a minute forty eight, right? Yeah. The length of the song there's still what appears to be a key change, at least to me, like having a, Oh, they say single note B. Okay. They put B as in a single note B. That was fooling me. But they do it was play a B the, major. They do play. No, but the, there is a B major chord because here I, I got and that's not B minor. Uh, no, he's it's, got the, you get the ready, uh, but it is weird because before at the beginning of the song, it's going, um, but that's for the, for the, the middle eight. It does. G F G C. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, no. That's I think that's the chorus in my mind. That the G. No, sorry. G F G C. That's the verse. Uh, and then the the chorus is the. I think is the. If you drive too fast. Yeah. And then the it's the middle eight where they yeah they say it's a single B note but when I did my cover I just went. Life in prison would be But it still goes okay. back to the C, so I kind of feel like it's still, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's pretty much in C. I mean, you could call it an accidental, I suppose. Um, it's a, that seems to be the only place he dips out of the key of C is with the B yeah. major rather than minor. Um, it's a fairly good, It's I mean, good rock and roll progression. Um, <laughs> is that okay yeah, that I busted it, out the uke? Does that, was that super lame? Oh, that's, oh, no, that's great. And I'm glad you're recording on your end because... It crackles a little oh, bit in, in the mic on coming through the call, but I think it should sound pretty good from your recording. Um, and I do like a song where, yeah, you'd say it's it's in the key of C. I like a song that starts on a chord that's not the root, the the one chord, you know, throwing you off the scent. So God bless whoever tabbed this out for not just saying it's in G, because a lot of people be like, oh, it starts on a G, it's in G. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. That would be F, F sharps if that was the case. It is in the key of C. Uh, gotta love a good D minor chord. D minors are actually a little nicer on the ukulele than it's one of my least favorite open chords on the guitar. Oh yeah, on the on the, on the ukulele, on the ukulele it's, not it's just bad. three. Let's see, three D fingers. just fret across. Yeah. yeah, okay. 
It's, Wait, it's, let me see your fingers again. I'm forgetting. It's, it's uh, it's this one and then these two. Uh, so it's almost it? like an A minor looking shape. Yeah, A minor or an is E major. A minor is just one finger. F oh, I mean, like two. for a guitarist, oh, like the shape of your fingers for an E major and an A minor gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. is what it looks like for a D minor on that guitarist. We know what I'm talking about. What? Do you play guitar too, or just I ukulele? I, I was never able to. That's I, funny. Yeah. I, I always found it so much harder than ukulele. Like I, I, my fingers. I even though ukulele is so much smaller, I found it so much easier to only put touch one string. Whereas on a guitar, whenever I've tried to learn guitar, I was like, I can't just touch one string. I always am accidentally touching the ones on both huh. sides. Interesting. Um, yeah. Much harder. I've known some guys. Yeah, I knew a guy that played mandolin who was like gigantic. You know, just like, I'm like, how are you getting your fingers in those frets, man? I don't know. Just like big hands and this tiny, tiny neck of this mandolin. I mean, that's, that's even tinier than a, than a ukulele neck. Uh, yeah, my main ukulele is a, is a tenor, too, so I get, I get a little more room I mean, yeah, this <laughs> to one is stretch a, out. This one is a concert, and I think so. I think that's the same size as a tenor. In, I do have a soprano. It's in between. It's in between a soprano and a tenor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite one is the concert. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Your uke has a good tone. I I think that we should save your cover for the sure, sure. Do, for the second one. Let's do. I th I mean I think it's about time for the cover section, right? Wait, well, we didn't talk about the fact that they've never played any of the songs live. Oh god, I know. Right, I talked about sci-fi and I just went off on this, but again, this is gonna air first. Right. Well, then we it's criminal. Yeah, like it stinks. I mean, I I think it probably indicates that. Like we were talking about, like these were kind of tossed off songs. You know what I mean? And I don't mean it. They're still not bad. They're great. These guys are super talented and them tossing something off is great. But, uh, but yeah, probably like they went, no, we did those songs and like we haven't thought about them at all <laughs> ever again, <laughs> <laughs> which, is a, which is a pity if they ever do. I mean, I can't imagine they might be giants doing this, but like, you know, Ween, right? They did yep. the all requests mm -hmm. concert on the internet. Mm. Where they mm. let the fans vote, and as a result, they did like some of the most ridiculous and obscure stuff they've ever done. That uh, that they did Palo Asado live. It's uh, a lot of work for them to have to relearn all these songs. <laughs> like, so if they would be giants ever did that, like I would feel terrible for them because their fans are crazy, and we will pick out, we will have them playing Weep Day and and. Uh, uh, now that I have everything, and Mr. Claw, absolutely. I want to hear Mr. Claw. I want to hear Mainstream USA. I want to hear Linnell play guitar. Absolutely. They like they. We will. We will do that to them. But but maybe we would finally get them to play Chip the Chip. Uh, and I think this again. It's a peppy song. It's a fun song. It would probably. I mean, it's a real short song. So maybe that's also part of it. They're like, we're gonna. What are you gonna do? Another less than two minute song at a concert come on i, I mean it's their bread and butter <laughs> you know i mean come on in in place of one birdhouse you could play two escape teams <laughs> that's very true yeah that's think about true. the bang for your buck there for the crowd play you jackie know. and more Chip. songs better value yeah yeah man because you know flood gets so much attention and you know, it's 2022. It should be. This should be the Apollo 18 tour. This should be the No tour. There's just so many. Like every year is an anniversary for them, if not multiple anniversaries at this point, right? Being in their fourth decade, right, right. like you know, 
2021 should have been, you know, 2020 should have been the Flood Tour. 2021 should have been the Minkar Tour. 2022 should have been Apollo 18, and no. But will Escape Team ever get a tour? No. Fuck no. <laughs> Definitely it not. It will not. Right? <laughs> they so would be they more likely least... to do Murdered Remains a tour. <laughs> yeah. But they could at least throw us a bone with a couple of these. I mean, they have to know that people like these songs. I mean... They always talk about like songs for the front row, like the the dorks, right? Is essentially what they're saying. Like the super fans up yeah, in the front. Yeah. Um, it's uh, again, they're not streaming, so not as many casual fans would know these songs. Oh, right. I mean, if you look so at the so maybe that's why it is seven thirty two out of nine ten. Like that's pretty low. <laughs> Holy cow! That's pretty low for Chip. Seven thirty two, man. That's real. Wow. That's really low. Man, where was Sci-Fly at? I think I forgot to look at that when we did that one. Um, that's criminal. That, you know, I will have Chip eat their faces for... There you go. Okay, but, but how many people actually, you know, only 23 people Oh, my God. It. Jackie is at 371. Okay. They, people like Jackie way more. That's amazing. I mean, Jackie hmm. is a great song. I'm not trying to diss Jackie, but, like, I didn't think it was yeah. that much better. But that's probably Ooh, the, the highest escape team song. Nope. The poisonousness what? is 203. Interesting. Because it's probably like three people went on there and gave it a 10. <laughs> and it just boosted it. Yeah. A lot of Robin fans, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame them. Yeah, no, she's a great singer. That, and that is a great track. Like, that's a contender for best song on the album. It really is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, that, that it's crazy to me that Chip is that low. That's a bummer. I mean, I guess, is it crazy that they have 731 better songs? I don't know. Maybe they have a lot of good songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of songs. It's just a forgotten. This is just it. Think about it, in another ten years, this will be like a footnote in there. This will yeah. be the long tall weekend of this era. The one where the where the diehard fans are like, "How do you not know the greatest songs they ever wrote are on the Escape Team?" While everyone else is like, "Never heard of it." You know, whatever. Is it on whatever replaces Spotify, right? When Spotify just burns to the ground after yep. a while, something else comes along to replace it, you know, implant in your brain, and you could just tell it to play any song except the Escape Team songs. Those can't be in your brain. No, those you can't cue those up with your brain I'm, streaming. I'm such a long, tall weekend hipster that I'm upset that everybody always goes except for On Earth by Nina because that, that song rules. <laughs> it it is currently my lowest scored song. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I know. But like I said, it's also because Thunderbird is my favorite Daily Page Giant song. So I do yes. kind of adore that there's this bizarre track. Like I, I at one point I its had existence of, is amazing. But, but listening to it is like eh. Well, at one yeah. point I did have dreams of going like I would love to do a, like a cover of Unearth My Nina like with music. But I was finding it too difficult to try to like figure out what chords you can play under it well, and so I, I gave up on it. I mean, the only true cover of On Earth by Nina is done um, by uh, Justin McElroy. Um, now, On Earth by Nina has been incorporated into some of okay. covers that my friends did for the for the show. But um, just as a standalone track, like that was worked into one of their, you know, the Adventure Zone episodes. And there's not really definitive chords to it but there's like this kind of ambient music behind it right, right. so it is almost kind of like supporting the, the 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 melody in a way and he sings it in like a character's voice can't remember the name of the character right now but so that that to me is like the only true cover of on earth by nina and kind of that kind of like ambiguous swelling notes underneath it 
just seemed to fit with like the like the way that the song is Love just it. kind of like oozes the whole thing is just oozing have along. you ever heard of the band <laughs> have you ever heard of the band Klaatu? no so Klaatu is a, a canadian band from the 70s very weird obscure band um but they actually did something similar but they went the extra step further they, on their first album they had a song called called anus of uranus about a <laughs> about an alien named anus of uranus who comes down and talks to people it's a really doofy song but on their third album sir army suit they have a song called silly boys and the song silly boys is basically an unearthed by nina they took the the vocal tracks from anus of uranus flipped it wrote uh. music to go under it uh-huh. put on the lyric sheets what it said even and then in the places where it doesn't say it quite well enough, they recorded singing it forwards that way as well. And so if you take <laughs> the two songs and you flip them, you hear each other, like, again, totally different yeah. music, but you hear the same thing back and forth. It's pretty, cool. it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So it wow. also reminds me of that. And I, I'm a big fan of that. They beat They Might Be Giants to that trick. Yep, they did. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's most, without getting off on a longer tangent, the thing that's Sorry. most mind-blowing to me is that On Earth My Nina was released first. Right. Yes, Thunderbird yes. was written first, but for some reason, the far superior song got saved for like five years before it finally. I came think out I first heard they, I think I first heard Thunderbird at that Best of the '90s and Today concert I was talking about. Best of the '80s and Today concert I was talking about in 2000, and I remember so before the was, spine came out. Yeah, no, I I remember going like, this is such Damn. a great song, um, and I was very excited when they finally when they finally put it out. <laughs> This song is called On Earth My Nina f- f- Backwards or Forwards. <laughs> I don't even know how you'd say it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we like that song so much we wrote, like, they just screw with the narrative. Anywho. <laughs> so uh, we should do the covers. Yeah, yeah. Let's do the covers, man. Yeah. Uh, Noah Daniel, the one and only. Listeners know him, love him. He, you know, if it wasn't for him and you, the guest doing cover, there would be none, right? This song, so poor Chip, right? We don't have any demos. We don't have any live versions. There's no alternate versions. And there were no covers until the TMBP community willed them into existence. Yeah. So here they are. <laughs> and let's listen to Noah's uh, first. Here's his Chip the Chip. the chip, chip the chip, is he human or is he a beast? He's the ugliest sworn officer in the California Highway Police. If you got too fast, he'll lead your face, pass him on the left, he'll lead your face. And if you talk back, he would eat what's left of your face. Chip the chip. Life in prison would be better than the teeth of the chip. Chip the chip. Lethal injection would be a welcome release. From the chip. Chip the chip. Chip the chip. Chip 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 chip. Alright, pull over. You know why I stopped you. 
Cause I thought maybe you could tell me why I stopped you. I love that he busted out his electric because his, not that his electric doesn't make it onto his covers. He does a lot of covers for me, but at that fuzzy volume, it's, it's kind of rare from Noah. So I, I, I liked hearing that it's a great on tone. this song. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, the, when it started, Crunch. I was absolutely like, oh yeah, like he rocked it out. This is great. I love uh, his layering of his vocals. Um, he always does really unique stuff, like stuff that I wouldn't think to do vocally like vocal arrangement wise uh now he works very quick i mean he's almost like john's level of quickness (laughs) he's part of this covers crew that i have like i'll post my i have a spreadsheet of my recording schedule and this crew can look at it and and give me covers in if they want to they know when they would do be due by when i'm recording the episode and he's just like as soon like i'm like oh i added these couple songs onto the recording schedule and he's just like next day here you go you know, I'm just like, I'm like, dude, you're the best. And he will look, especially at the ones where he's like, there's probably no covers to this. Now there is. And I, I yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's super fun. And it's, you can tell he's having a good time with it. Like, and I love that. It's a fun he song. Just, so you have to have fun with it. Yeah. And he's just young and full of vigor you know, that us old men could only dream of. You know, if we eat his face, maybe we can yeah. capture some of that energy and harness it. For Everything our own under his powers. Weight, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Except we'd have to fly to Germany to do it. Oh, so that's a bit far. Um, <laughs> and now your cover. stopping the song um because i was um i was hoping you could tell me why i'm stopping the song after work he'll relax lying face down in toxic waste when he's completely burned he will shed and wait for his skin to regenerate now the sight of him might gross you out so if your eye offends you
Uh, any particular, like, behind-the-curtain stuff as to how you approached this well, one? Well, sure, yeah. Uh, so it, this is a... I did it... I ended up doing it as a quickie one, just uh, where... So I did it... I have a video of it up on my YouTube channel, uh, and, and you can see me playing it live. Like, I didn't edit it at all. Uh, I mean, I did some audio editing, audio quality adjustment, but, like, not, like, editing yeah. things in or out. You love your reverb, too, which I, I love... <laughs> Some uke with some reverb on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, at f- before I decided to just do it because I ran out of time, uh, I was thinking about like trying to do a more uh, elaborate version. Uh, and when I was thinking that, I was thinking the thing to do is to like kind of slow it down and make it a little bit more of like a swing thing, like chip, chip, chip. Yeah. But I was like, I don't, I don't really. I was like, I'm, I, I'm not gonna have the time to like do this. So the only thing that stayed around is that I changed the G's to G7s. <laughs> you devil. You. <laughs> that was the only part of like making You it sneaky into... little rascal. That was the only part of lounging <laughs> it up that, that stuck around. Um, but I had a good time. I, I, it's, it's, I think, a little bit slower than their version maybe, but not by a ton. Um, yeah, thing. going faster than them on a song that's this peppy, especially yeah. the way the rhythms are. It would be too Like, hard. it would... It would be hard to like me first and the gimme gimme this song <laughs> because the rhythm right to like skate punk up this one because that rhythm is just so like you you just can't fuck with that rhythm. There's no way like to go double time on it. I don't think would work. So like that they're about doing they're already doing it about as fast as you you should do that rhythm I mean, and have it still be singable over. That's the thing when I do a cover like a lot of the time not always but a lot of the time I want to do something a little different and when the fact that yeah. it has such a distinct rhythm that my first thought was what can I do to mess with that rhythm and that's why I was the best thing I came up with was swing it but even that still would have it to a large extent. Um, I don't know that there's a way to do this song without that that like kick to it that dun, dun, dun. like i like i'm trying like i'm trying to think hold on before you play it be a hard one to screw with okay this is the alternate cover <laughs> no I, I already did it you could probably ska it up easier than you could punk it up i mean i guess if you want to yeah, you could just yeah, leave the g yeah. out and just go chip that would really, yeah, that would really. It simplifies it too much. I'm, I'm sorry, try that try scawing it up for me. Try scawing it up because okay. those offbeats are almost more important than the downbeats. No, sorry. The changes would be even One, two, faster feeling. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, see that? <laughs> Oh, yeah, because even on that chorus, I'm just noticing how those are all on offbeat. Dun, dun, he'll eat your face. Yeah, it's yeah. all offbeats. It's all on the offbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you know, ska, you know, third wave ska that went up easier yeah, than skate punking it. That would, that would be a way to do it. Um, so on YouTube, it looks like you can find you just with the Jordan D. White. It's not cast in wax on this one. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. so. I'm also like just scrolling through. You have so many covers and just seeing the evolution of your facial hair is uh, <laughs> a, and a journey in itself. Um, yeah. <laughs> stubble. You can no see, stubble. You can see me 
get old. Yeah, you can see me yeah. age a lot. Yeah. Oh my God. The internet is documenting all of our slow, slow descent into the grave. <laughs> Hopefully, slow descent yeah. into the grave. You know. Uh, yeah. You know, it's gonna be a lot easier for documentary filmmakers fifty years from now. To make documentaries about people today that it was like digging up footage uh, of of stuff from you know World War II or whatever. <laughs> yeah, a million podcasts, a million. except that except that they won't be whatever whatever again whatever uh, medium they're using is not going to be this one. It'll be like oh we have to watch it flat. <laughs> they're gonna right, yeah this isn't yeah this isn't virtual reality. Wait, like you can see them but you can't smell them. Like what's <laughs> Why can't I l- reach over and strum his ukulele <laughs> while he's doing, you know, I, d- I demand to be a part of this. Yeah, thanks for doing your cover. I know things got crazy for me with both my my Spain trip and then immediately yeah, yeah. getting a new job when I got home. I, you know, I had pitched that we could collaborate on something and things just got crazy and it's continued to be crazy. Um, I don't know, things are crazy for everybody, but like I was not expecting yeah. to jump into a new gig immediately after six weeks away from like fully podcasting i'm like i don't have time for anything else i don't know how i'm gonna even edit the episodes let alone record them and then do covers well yeah no worries maybe maybe we still can do it in the future i hope so yeah yeah oh totally yeah um because I do have you down. I i believe you you snuck your way into multiple episodes. because well, my first so. choice was a not uh, escape not team, escape and then you were team. like, "But also, do you want to do an escape team?" And I was like, "Yes." Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, "It's a twofer. It's like the clearance rack." Yep. yep you know, yep. it's like you know, if you you want a freebie, how about chip the chip? Yeah. And like I said, I hadn't done one in two years, and all of a sudden, I'm recording three episodes, <laughs> escape team episodes this week. Like, just I don't know how that happened. Um, I think I'm down for now. Is yeah. Strange. So now is strange. So let's collaborate on that one. Let's circle back, like. Yeah, like next spring, early summer, okay. and start working on a cover, and then be like, okay, when the cover is done, then we'll record the episode. <laughs> Love it. Instead of being like, we got the episode on the books. Wait, we were going to collaborate on a cover. Ah, shit. Damn it. <laughs> There's no time, man. Right. And, and again, so, it's no big deal. I, I, I'm i really happy with the version I ended up with. Like I, I Oh, it's great. It, it's fun, and it's fun to do the YouTube versions where – it's very frustrating because I did like probably a bunch of takes where I'm like, God damn it. Cause I screw up in halfway through. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But finally getting one that I do it straight through on video with evidence that I was able to do it is always feels nice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like being able to punch in and do stuff over and multi-track to hide behind it, but your quickie covers. I mean, that's what gets you noticed at Disneyland. That is, it is exactly <laughs> what gets me noticed at Disneyland. So there you go. So- with that, I think we need to score this song, my man. What do you Let's What do, do you it. think? Let's do it. What do you score, Chip to Chip? Oh, man, see, this is so hard because, again, because I, I I feel like I don't haven't rated it against anything. Like I don't have a backup of like here's what I've rated everything else. Um, I mean, if I'm being really, really, really honest, like Escape Team, I love Escape Team, but it's not on the top. They might be Giants albums, like. They have right. a lot of great albums. So even the best song on it is not going to be a 10. I don't know. Is an 8 reasonable? I feel like an 8 is reasonable. 8 is still very yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
I think so. You said Chip the Chip is your favorite on this one. I think I probably like Jackie the Clipper a little bit more, though. I yeah, I loved Chip the Chip when it first came out. When the show first started, I was just doing like real quick, like um, like a mashup almost, like montage of of songs to before I had a proper theme. And I remember I was trying to have a really diverse selection, like. 10 quick clips like within 40 seconds and chip the chip i believe is the first escape team song to like make it into one of the montages because it's just so it's just such a striking uh and peppy it it makes for a good theme song yeah you know it's it's it hits you in the face it's like all right here we go um but that's it i think i still like jackie the clipper a little bit more uh corrupted lyle has a special place in my heart it's the very first escape team song that I talked about with Kevin Calloway on on the show, um, but looking at my score sorter because I do have a, a, another spreadsheet where I can toggle to look at lowest and highest scores. Just I mean, slotting it up against some other stuff. It's mm, it is a great song, but like you know, I gave you know Dirt Bike a seven point one. Is it higher than seven point one? Then no, it's not better than Dirt Bike. Um, I think I'm going to go, yeah, I love giving 6.9s because it's just funny, but I think it is like just right below 7 for me. I think yeah. I got to go 6.9. Right now I don't and feel that, bad for me, a 7 is good. Like I, I've given, and this is pointed out to me because I have a page on the wiki as well. The podcast has a page on the wiki and there's a subcategory under all the episodes, perfect 10s. I've only given seven of them. And this will be episode 192. Wow. So I'm I'm very stingy. I mean, what would, you know, saying she's an angel is a 10. Chip to chips like a 9.6, right? You know, I'm, no, it's not. You know, I, feel it's like, not. <laughs> I feel like I would end up with a lot of eights, to be fair. Like if, if I was doing all their songs. I feel like I'd end up with yeah. a lot of eights. I, I, eight seems, yeah. Yeah, seven so, is really like is, I, like the problem. The problem I have with rating things out of ten, and my wife gets mad at me for this. She tells me I'm wrong and I'm an idiot. <laughs> my problem with when when someone says I'm going to rate it out of ten, I spent so much time in school that yeah. my brain wants to go. Well, that's like rating it out of a hundred percent. And if you get anything less than a sixty, you fail. <laughs> right. So to my brain, six point nine is like. Oh, that's like a D minus, or that's like a, I guess that's a D plus. D plus, right. That's a D plus. This isn't a D plus song, but that's not true because you want to leave room to go to like 50, right? Like you want to leave room to go under 50. What, what did you rate on Earth right. by Nina? Oh, it, it, I mean, I told you it was the lowest, I know, but I, I still know how haven't gone into the one. Uh, <laughs> let's see. 3.5. 3.5. Okay. 3.5. And then it goes up to, uh, Dan versus Cog is a 4.5, uh, Stubbs. Venue song wow, four point nine. Mm-hmm. Oh god. And then Minneapolis first seventy stage got a five point two. Man, there's some venue songs deep down here. Poor Just some of them song. like they, they they're even more they're admittedly quick. tossed off yes. than like the escape yes. team songs are. Yes. Right? Stubs! Stubs! Yeah, I mean it writes itself. They know they're not writing their their opus, you know, they're uh yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think I mean even like Dan Hickey was on the Dan versus Cog episode. He wasn't, you know, I'm like I think I got to go 4.5. He's like that's fair. 
He's like, it's just, you know, it's like he's, it's about him. He's on it. It's, he's it's on the song. That but, songy I mean, of a song, to be fair. Like, yeah, I, we I'm, talked about yeah. how, like, it's like a story song. Like, you know, John Henry was a steel driving man. Like, it's, you know, it's a song, all these storytelling songs, like, that, there was kind of a big thing in, like, the 50s and 60s, like, Ballad of the Green Braids or whatever. You're like, that song sucks. It's like, well, it told a story that people wanted to hear at the time or whatever. North to Alaska. It, Speaking of yeah, Dan Hickey. I, yeah, right. Dan Hickey. Yeah, he's been so fun to talk to. He's like, he's such a goofy guy. I love all the John's related people I've talked to. They only work with nice people. I mean, it makes sense. I, yeah, I mean, I remember. I definitely saw them with the band of Dan's back in the day. I, I don't remember how many times I saw the band of Dan's, but at least yeah, I saw times. him once on the on the Minkar tour, so that would have been them. Um, yeah, solid dude. So uh, I, we've we talked. Yeah, find you on YouTube with the Jordan D White. Yeah, find yeah. you on Bandcamp with Cast in Wax. And I do have another thing I can plug. If you like podcasts, uh, I used to yes. have a podcast. Uh, that I did called Sailor Business, where we, me and uh, Chris Sims reviewed every uh, episode of Sailor Moon, the original Sailor Moon podcast, That's all 200 guess, episodes. Yes. But when we, we I, I stopped doing that one uh, for now. Maybe I'll go back to it at some point. But I now have a new podcast that just premiered relatively recently called Nature Trail to Hell, and <laughs> in which I, who love, love, love the Friday the 13th movies, uh, do this podcast with my friend Stefan Lawrence, who... Had never seen any of them. He's a big movie buff, but had seen zero Friday ah, the Thirteenth movies. And so we're going movie yeah, by movie okay. through the series and talking about them, and it's super duper fun. Um, so it's like a first watch for him, yep. and and but you're you're all up on it. Yeah. Okay. How, oh, how about a comic to plug? Is there one? Is there a comic you were involved with that is like this will be coming out next month or whatever that people like? You got to get this one. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, Anything come to mind? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, I'm 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 involved in all the X Men books right now. Uh, coming up, uh, right now, I feel like uh, a lot of the books are firing on all cylinders. Immortal X Men, uh, X Men Red, and X Men are all going to be tying into this big crossover called uh, AXE Judgment Day, and mm. they're all terrific. I just sent to press um, last uh, mon- on Monday, actually, uh, X Men number fourteen a really, really killer issue about uh, Iceman that centers on Iceman. It's super, super good. I love that one. So I'll go with that one. All right. There you go, people. You're getting the inside scoop. Go pick it up at a comic shop. Support your local comic shops, people, and your local record stores. We're always talking about buying vinyl and all that stuff. Go buy some, you know, some some paper goods. Go buy yeah, some comic books. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, so thanks so much for being on, man. I, you know, it's so cool to talk to people that I have used <laughs> your skills for content on my show. Thank you for the cover. I'm going to play it. And then getting to, you know, finally, you know, no, like not that your name was hidden or anything, but like, I got, you know, this guy's got to be on the show. I mean, after like using your umpteenth cover and, uh, and here you are I'm thrilled. finally. I'm and thrilled so thanks here. for being on. Thank you for having yeah, me so man. much. Like, again, it's a, it's, it's a blast. I always love talking about the things I love and Dan, we giants is high on that list. And you shall be back my friend and we will collaborate on this next cover. So, uh, yeah, people can find this might be podcast all over the place. Go rate and review us. That's one thing I always forget to say and leave a, uh, voicemail. Tell us, your favorite uh, comic that you opened up and has Jordan's name on it. You know, what is your absolute <laughs> favorite? Fa- the best edited. <laughs> if you're going to rank 
the editing jobs that Jordan oh, has no. done. Oh, Call no. in 224-801-2930. <laughs> Give him a score. Oh, no. It better be higher than 3.5 or he's going to be really mad. <laughs> it's getting late. I think, yeah, I think that's about time to call it a night. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun, though. Yeah, dude. I'm